Happy Friday and welcome to this bonus episode of the Live Simply podcast. My name is Natalie Pickett. I'm your host and I'm so glad that you came on by. So look, last Wednesday, a couple days ago, I had the pleasure, the absolute pleasure of interviewing Sean Anders, who is the director of the movie Instant Family, which hits theaters today. Yay! And this movie was actually inspired by he and his wife's decision to foster and adopt three children. So if you are at all interested in adoption, foster care, if you're an educator and works with children that may be in foster care, if you are yourself considering adoption or fostering children, I suggest that you listen to this candid discussion that he and I had. I, I must say, I do apologize, but I did kind of give away some parts of the movie, I mean, but not a lot. But I was just so excited and you can hear my excitement throughout the entire interview. So that's, that's pretty much all I have to say before you tune on in to our interview. Thank you so much for all your support with Live Simply. Don't forget to um, go to nataliepickett.com just for other blog posts of encouragement. And also on Instagram, I have finally started a Live Simply page. So I would love for you to stop on by there and follow us, Live L-I-V-E, of course, but simply is S-E-M-P-L-Y because it stands for spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically loving you. And um, that's about it. So tune on in, listen up, and I would love to know what you hear in regards to our interview. Thanks so much and have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. My sons and I, well, I took two of my sons last night, yeah. saw the movie, they so enjoyed it. They woke up this morning talking about it. How old are um, they? My youngest, they're nine and 11. Okay. And um, then I have a 14 year old. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So my son really... is 13. Okay. And then I have a, I have a nine year old daughter and okay. eight year old Okay. Son. Right. I was wondering, I was trying to gauge like how old are they now? Right. Because I know it was seven years prior, right? Has it been seven years? Or... Yeah. Yeah. And my kids were different ages. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Well, Yeah. I'm glad to be here. So my first question, I'm coming from, my background is family, I'm a family studies major, okay. former educator. Um, I now travel and I train a lot of teachers. I work with teachers. So I'm you know, heavily involved in just children and their development and um, helping them to really meet their purpose and their success and potential. So I really love uh, just how the movie really actually defined that as well. So my first question um, is the children in the that portrayed your children in the movie did an excellent job. How did you prepare them or how were they prepared for the role? Well, first, to be clear, they really weren't portraying my specific children. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I can I can take you through that uh, of, of how we sort of arrived on the ages in the movie. Okay. Like, but um, it, the movie is a fictional tale that is that is inspired Spire, by my story, by. but also a lot of other families okay. as well. Absolutely. But there were definitely elements, and so we um, with the little kids, we mm-hmm. we auditioned the kids, and with the Lita character, we knew that Lita, we wanted her to be this little firecracker, mm-hmm. this little kid with a really big personality, right. mm-hmm. and we found Juliana, and she definitely had that, <laughs> and and she also, you know, with, with kids, she's six years old when mm-hmm. we're making the movie, so with that, you're really just looking for kids that can listen, where, gotcha. where they, because mm-hmm. sometimes with six-year-olds, they're bouncing off the walls, and yes. you, know, <laughs> you really want the kids that can, that can really listen, and mm-hmm. you can really talk to them about what's okay. happening. Um, and then with Gustavo, who played Juan, oh, yes. he was actually, he came in, he was older than we had written the character. He had mm. a very different demeanor than the character we had okay. written. But after reading him, 
we liked him so much and he reminded me so much of my son uh, that I thought, you know what? We have this character all wrong. We need to rewrite this guy for wow. Gustavo's for his demeanor because gotcha. it's, it's way better than what mm-hmm. we wrote. Okay. So we rewrote the character just for Gustavo okay. because he was so wonderful when he came in. Mm-hmm. And then for Isabella, um, we we had done so much work on that on the character mm-hmm. of Lizzie, meeting with a lot of families that had adopted right. teenagers, meeting with a lot of young women that had been adopted mm-hmm. as teens. So we needed somebody who could kind of really c- cover that range of emotions. Right. And not only... So much of it is in the subtext of what she's of what she's feeling at any mm-hmm. given time. So we needed somebody really good. Right. And Isabella came to us. Um, she auditioned to be a Skype okay. from her home oh. in Cleveland. Okay. And oh, my hometown. <laughs> what? My hometown. I was oh born really? There. Yeah, I was born yeah. there. So mm-hmm. oh great. So she uh, she right before her audition, I was told, oh, this is the girl who was in Transformers with Mark. Okay. And I said, oh, well, that's not going to work. She <laughs> she just played kind of a daughter figure to oh, Mark a while okay. back. So I thought, well, you know, we'll just sit through her audition mm-hmm. and then we'll move on because that's going to be a strange, you know, casting. And then she was so good. By the time she was done, we were all in tears. And then, and then mm-hmm. it became, we have to make sure right. we have this girl in our movie. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. So, I, uh, speaking of that, I saw there was a lot of scenes with school, um, yeah. the, the pick up the drop off, which I can definitely um, relate to. Um, I'm wondering though, we did see a lot with Lizzie and dropping off, especially the scene with the custodian yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. towards the end. Um, I'm wondering how that homeschool connection, because I can assume that was very important um, as you bring in children. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, it's one of the things that's really tough mm-hmm. about taking kids in the foster care system is yes. that you kind of wish that you could just have a couple of weeks and then put them right, in school, but you right, can't do right. that. If they're yes. in school, if it's if school is in session when, mm-hmm. you, when you take in the kids, like the minute they're in your house, you're registering them for school and they're going to school like the next day right. in this new school. Wow. So they're being inundated with so many new things Newness. at the same mm-hmm. time. And we took um, our son to the school that was closest to us, and they were full. And okay. we, and it turned out to be kind of lucky that the other school that was just a little bit further away was actually a slightly better school, according oh. to, at least according to the neighbors. <laughs> right, 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 yes. You know? And um, but no, it's it's a little crazy because you you just met them, they yes. just came into your house, mm-hmm. and then you're already putting them in school. Um, and and then of course the like you said the school and home connection, mm-hmm. um, which was all new to me. I remember right. somebody asking me, or not, it wasn't somebody. It was on the paperwork mm-hmm. for the um, the adoption paperwork okay. or the foster care paperwork. One of the questions was. Um, explain your relationship to your community and the funny thing is when you don't have kids right you don't, don't have know, a relationship right. to your community you know what i mean like i right. was, it's like i don't know i live in my uh, house, house and then i go right. to work you know i stop at the gas station yes. sometimes yes um and then all of a sudden when you have kids you get immediately plugged into mm-hmm. your community in such a big way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i just thought that i always thought that was funny that i had to answer this question I that i have no, no connection right. to my community and then you have kids right. and all of a sudden you really do right right so did you how were you able to foster that relationship did you with teachers and what would you even tell educators that are bringing in well foster children? Yeah. everybody everybody knows the drill I mean they, yeah. they know where the kids are coming from mm-hmm. the kids sometimes have to have visitations right. with social workers mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. even at school and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff um, 
and then they they kind of have to go through whatever assessments yeah. and everything mm-hmm. to, to kind of figure out right. where they're at. And um, a lot of times with these kids, they, they come in and they're, they're a little bit behind, so mm-hmm. the schools mm-hmm. have to work with them. Mm-hmm. We're really lucky that we had chosen, when my wife and I moved into the neighborhood that we live in, excuse me, we had already known that we were going to do this, but gotcha. we were going to foster mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. So while we were looking for a home, we specifically okay. were looking for a home in a in a area mm-hmm. with good schools. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. Um, Excuse me. So let me. Oh yeah. No. No. It's okay. It's so okay. Sorry. Oh, no. It's totally fine. Um, as one who is who is also married, um, I could see in the film that your marriage was challenged, but it was also evident how strong it was. So that's awesome. That's something that families need to see that yes in marriage is absolutely we can be challenged um but because of our foundation how strong our relationship is we can also move forward and I, I, that was definitely evident um what would you say uh how did you maintain the strength throughout this this portion of your this season well first of all that's another one that i'm so glad you brought up <laughs> nobody ever brings it up so thank yes. you because i you know a lot of people who have seen the movie have have said I love that the husband and wife in the movie actually love each other because mm-hmm. so often in mm. movies they either just feel like side, like one of them feels like a side character or they well I'll tell you this too a lot of people in the process of developing the script uh, kept saying oh the, the, the couple should fight more mm-hmm. and my wife and I had our fights and we right. represented it in the movie but right. that's not really you you really do have to be as united as you mm-hmm. can be mm-hmm. and in a way the kids definitely they they bring up things uh or they create situations that mm-hmm. cause arguments and, and absolutely but at the same time because they're new to you and you're already together when they come they al- almost make it easier to to for you and your mm. wife to have a united front because That's i think good. with with most people if you if you have three kids and you have them one at a time, you're kind of starting from the teeny tiny baby, right. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and bringing them in slowly. And right. these these disagreements over parenting uh, right. sort of crop up and fester mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. But when the kids just walk right into your house, mm-hmm. you kind of you're both sort of dealing with the same yes. thing at the same mm-hmm. time. And in a way, that's helpful. Right. That's good. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself in this journey? The journey of the movie or the adoption or both? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Uh, Well, with the kids, I learned that I have a temper that I didn't know I had. (laughs) Yes. Where did that come from? I understand. Yes. Because I I would be shouting all the time. and (sighs) And my kids said... Dad, you shout too much. And I said, you know what? I totally agree. I hate mm. shouting at you guys, but you guys never listen until I start shouting. You just ignore me yes. until I shout. So I said, tell you what, how about from now on I say, I'm about to shout. Mm-hmm. And then you'll know that I'm in that place, and then you can just do what I... What, Let and, me take note of that. Well, it, don't worry about it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And they said, because they were like, that's a great idea. That's a great yeah. idea. So I'd be like, you guys, I'm about to shout. No, mm-hmm. seriously, I'm about to shout. You guys... I am a, I'm about to show, and then they listen. <laughs> right. So. Wow. Okay. And so, and uh, by the way, I have all kinds of parenting tips that don't work. That don't work. Don't we all? I mean, oh my goodness. Absolutely. She's laughing. She's like, ha ha. Right. Um, what about? So would that be both for the movie and real life? You know, with uh, one thing that I learned with the movie um, is that 
I had to spend a year of my life telling hmm. so many different people about stories about my family and specifically how much I love my kids. Mm. And it was really good for me and really therapeutic. Wow. And, and I think that that as much as you can without nauseating other people, mm-hmm. just if you can just tell people, how, tell other people how much you love your kids, it helps you sort of, in those times when wow. you're away from them, mm-hmm. really, re, you know, reminds you of that and, and how and how great it is Absolutely. and all the things that you're getting, from, you know, from that relationship. Yeah, because it's, sometimes it's so easy to say, oh, they're doing this or oh my goodness, they're driving me crazy. But how many yeah. times do we actually let people know how much we love them? And that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so your oldest daughter? Uh, my oldest is a son. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So your oldest son, is he now an, a young adult or, cause I know the ages were different. So, um, I was assuming based on the movie, I'm like, did, did I tell you this story or I said I was going to tell you, did I tell you where Lizzie tell- came from? No. Okay. No. So my wife and I went to an adoption fair, just like in the movie. Okay. <laughs> and the teenagers were off to the side, and it was really heartbreaking, and mm. we didn't want them either. We were scared because we mm. just didn't feel ready for that. But we wound up meeting this teenage girl, just like they do in the movie, mm-hmm. and she had a younger brother and sister, and we were very scared, but we put them on our sheet, and we were matched with them, and we were going to... Okay. Have a teenager, which mm-hmm. was just completely bonkers to us. Right. That, you know, that. <laughs> And then after sort of the next couple of weeks of waiting for paperwork to go through and such, um, and just wrapping our heads around mm-hmm. this, we got a call from the social worker saying these kids have been in care for four years. The oldest girl is really holding out hope that her mom is still coming for her, mm-hmm. and she's refusing the placement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was it. Okay. So then she called later, the, the social worker called later and said, but there's these other three kids. And those are my kids. Uh, <laughs> and, and they okay. turned out to be, like I said, 6, 3, and 18 months old. Gotcha. Um, okay. But when, when the time came to make the movie, I never forgot that girl from the, the foster parent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she was the genesis of the Lizzie characters. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. then we, we went out and we met with a lot of families that had adopted teen girls okay. and met with those girls themselves mm-hmm. and we and, and the formulated the Lizzie story gotcha. around their stories. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That kinda makes my next question. But you know, I was just wondering, um, when those when they adopt people adopt or foster teens, um my time oh uh, time can you know the time goes fast as you probably realize like oh my goodness you were just three years old what happened to time yeah so I'm just wondering you know how does that how does the shift in you know adopting someone that may that is a teen and then a couple years later they're now an adult like how does that shift work for everyone involved I mean parenting is parenting yeah and what's so important is that, let's say somebody comes into your house when they're 16 years mm-hmm, old, mm-hmm. it's not just about those two years or three right. years mm-hmm. before they move out, it's about those years beyond that of when you think about your own parents and your own family when you were 22 mm-hmm. or 31 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, that you, you're you trying to create that foundation for them right. because they're going to need it so badly because right. it's so grim for them aging out of the system without... Mm-hmm somebody yes there to kind of catch them when they fall or or even just to be there you know to to listen mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so um i don't i don't think it's really that different, different. you know I, mm-hmm. I think it really is just that it starts in a different place mm-hmm. gotcha okay got two more questions sure okay. yeah yeah okay i'll, I'll so, be quicker with my answers no you're okay. fine no no you're fine um 
So I'm big on every, even whatever purpose we have in life serves a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question for you is how do you feel that this, the film and just sharing this part of your life will, as it was inspired by your life, how does that connect to your overall purpose in life? Well, when when we got into this, we didn't get into it to be adoption advocates mm-hmm. or anything, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Yeah, but, right. But making making this movie and telling the story and meeting all of these other people, I've gotten a lot more involved, and I've beyond uh, outside my my own family. Mm. Um, and I think my main job is to is to cheerlead for other people's stories and to just let them know how fantastic their stories are and encourage them to tell their stories in particular in particular young people who have survived the system and Mm -hmm. have made you know good lives for themselves it's so important for them to go back and inspire kids that are dealing with the same things that they dealt with so that they know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel right hence the character in the movie that came back and kind of shared her yeah journey yeah yeah awesome awesome okay so this question here is from my sons (laughs) that's what they were so they wanted to know um when Juan hurt his foot with the nail was that that, yes no okay okay because they they were like this morning this they were talking about this morning like that was the sad part but they yeah. They really enjoyed the movie, so I said, I won't, I won't ask. No, it's um, Okay, it okay. <laughs> okay. That was pure fiction. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and your in-laws, your sister-in-law, did they actually, was that fiction as well? Or no, they, that was real. Did um, they end up adopting? They did. Wow, okay. Yeah, and that was That's different. awesome. That they, they're not those characters. Yeah, They're right. very different than those characters. Right. But it's, yeah, it was actually my wife's brother. Okay, and, okay. And his wife um, were trying wow. to conceive and we're not having any luck. And right. then when they met our kids, they, they, awesome. they've now adopted a little girl from the awesome. foster care system. So it's almost like a seed you all planted, didn't even really think to yeah. plant, but you planted it. The, in the photos wow. at the end of the movie, they're they're, they're Okay, because I was trying to connect, like, oh, that's, because we <laughs> they did portray, like, characters from the film, correct? Those real-life photos? Or yeah, I mean, yes and some no. They, of them? They, okay. they were, they were pe- a lot of them were people that we met with mm-hmm. and that inspired different gotcha. stories and that okay. kind of thing. Yeah. That was awesome. So that was yes. So that's all I have. (laughs) All right, great. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so wasn't that interview super duper? I know, right? Yeah, it was. Um, Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope that the interview encouraged you and inspired you in some way. And I just, I love the fact that. Uh, Mr. Anders is just sharing other people's stories that he has his platform now that he can share the amazing things that um, other families are doing in regards to fostering children and adopting children that need homes. And um, I really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. I can't say thank you enough because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So once again, have a wonderful weekend um, and do something great for someone else this weekend. I'm just, I'm hearing that. Do something positive for someone else. It's so easy to like do positive things for ourselves, but be focused on someone else and just helping them to be better on this weekend. So that's your takeaway for today. And once again, have a wonderful weekend till next time, guys. Bye.